0: Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back on the program today. It's wonderful to be here with all of our listeners, and we're so thankful to know that you're there, and we're thankful that God has blessed us with the opportunity to be here with you, right here on Search the Scriptures each day. It's a blessing for us to be able to open up God's Word and share it on such a widespread basis over the medium of radio. And it's uh, very encouraging to know that so many of you are out there listening to this program, again, many of you on a daily basis, because we hear from you. Others may not be able to listen every day, but you listen frequently as you have the opportunity. Others may be less frequently as your schedule permits, but fairly regularly nonetheless. And then there are always those new listeners, and we're thankful for every single one of you. And if you're listening for the first time, Our prayer is that you will become impressed with the fact that we do exactly as the name of the program suggests. We search the Scriptures. We dig down deep. We look at the Word of God in depth and in detail and we try to help get across the meaning in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily life. Our prayer is that as we study together in the program each day that you're becoming better informed of what God's word really says, that you're coming to become more and more comfortable with the teachings of the scripture. And at the same time, that they're helping to change your life, that your faith is getting stronger and that you're coming closer to God. And our prayer is that ultimately that you're going to come to God all the way, his way, for forgiveness and salvation through his son and your Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Him, and surrendering to Him in baptism for the remission of your sins. And then beginning to walk that new life in Christ, that reborn life, that life that is directed directly toward heaven. Our prayers are that we're helping you get to heaven and that God is being glorified as we strive to teach His word accurately and effectively. Our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. We do want to remind you that you can always go to our website at www.churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and you can listen to these radio programs again. Maybe there's something you wanted to kind of hear again, maybe a point or two in a particular program, or maybe you missed a program in a series and you'd like to go back and pick that up. Well, they're right there on the website. And there's no charge to use the website. You can also download and listen to many sermons that have been preached here at Sunny Slope Church of Christ. And you can pull up all kinds of articles that are written on various spiritual and Bible topics and subjects, and you can read those and study through those. In most of those articles, there are Uh, scriptures that are given in some cases, many scriptures that are given in the article, and you can use those actually as something of a study lesson in themselves, and you can learn from those as well. Now, we want to encourage you as well to contact us and ask for the free Bible study that we always offer in the program At the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us. And when we say free, it is exactly that. It is absolutely free. We even take care of the postage. So all you have to do is contact us and ask for it. This is a study that comes right from the scriptures. It teaches you about how to come to salvation through Jesus Christ and how to live that life of being in him in a faithful way before him. We also would be glad to send you a copy of today's program or any of the programs and search the scriptures again for free. We'll put those on CD and send them to you, and once again, we'll take care of the postage. So have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready, and at the end of the program today, we'll tell you how to contact us and how you can receive that information. We're going to continue on in our study that has been entitled Fact or Feeling? We talked about Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, where the wise man wrote, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We've all made mistakes in life. We pointed this out in previous uh, parts of this particular study. We've all thought we were doing a good thing at times, only to find out later that we were not doing a good thing. We had made a mistake. At times, we have entered into relationships, probably every single one of us, relationships of one kind or another that we felt good about. Our feelings about them were good at the time. And then later on, we found out they were a mistake, and they were a relationship that we needed to get out of. They were hurting us. They were putting us in some kind of danger or jeopardy, but they felt good when we entered into them. We have done things that we felt good about as we did them, as we made the decision to take that step. And then later on, we found out, I shouldn't have done that. Whatever it was, that was wrong. That was a mistake. I should not have made that decision. But we felt good about it when we did it. Later, we found out that our feelings were misguided. Well, that's the point of this particular study. So many times, people take their course in life, at least a great deal of it, based on feelings rather than fact, rather than good, reliable, verifiable information. And I don't know that there's any part of our life where this is more prevalent and common than in our spiritual lives. People mistake feeling for faith a lot of times. And I really believe that that is very common among a whole lot of people. they, They talk about their faith, but they're really basing it upon feelings. Well, as the wise man said, feelings can be unreliable, can be misguided. We looked in our previous sessions of this particular study at the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul wrote more books of the New Testament than any other of the inspired writers. He was a great missionary gospel preacher and he was also a divinely appointed apostle of Jesus Christ, but he was not always a gospel preacher. He was not always an apostle of Jesus Christ. He was not always a divinely inspired writer of scripture. He was not always a Christian, a follower of Christ. In fact, he was a dedicated enemy of Jesus Christ, an enemy of the church and tried to destroy it. He was a Pharisee, among the Jews, and became a leading influence in their persecution against the church. And he did all of that out of good feelings. Oh yes, Saul of Tarsus, as he was previously known, felt good about persecuting the church, about trying to destroy it, about taking Christians captive and putting them on trial for their lives and voting for their execution. He did all of that with good feelings, and he was dead wrong. When the Lord appeared to him on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, Paul was confronted with the error of his feelings. And he came to understand that he was diametrically opposed to his only savior. And Saul of Tarsus had to make a change in his life to get right with God. It was a 180 degree turn that he had to take. He had to go in the opposite direction. He came to believe in Jesus and became a faithful, dedicated, devoted Christian and a gospel preacher and later a divinely appointed apostle of Jesus Christ. He had been zealous toward God, Acts chapter 22, verses 3 and 4, while severely persecuting the church. Zeal is associated with emotion. And while he was zealous, he was dead wrong. He characterized himself as having been exceedingly zealous. Galatians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, and Philippians 3 and verse 6, and that he persecuted in that zeal, he persecuted the church of God beyond measure. But he was dead wrong in his emotion, and his zeal. His feelings were good about what he was doing, but he was absolutely wrong in those feelings. He had done many things contrary to the name of Jesus, Acts chapter 26, verses 9 through 11, and had been exceedingly enraged, he said, against Christians. But he felt good about it all the time but he was wrong in his feelings. His feelings were wrong and misguided. And yet he said in Acts chapter 23 and verse 1 that he had lived in all good conscience before God. And I think we're to understand from that particular text in his statement, even while he was working against God's will in persecuting the church, he felt right about what he was doing. And all the time. He was absolutely wrong in what he did. Well, after becoming a Christian, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 12, he continued to have a good conscience. But this time, it was based upon fact. It was based upon the truth of God's word. And he felt godly sincerity but his understanding had changed radically because he had come to understand God's will more accurately. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 3, he was able to say in the present tense, and in these other statements, he was talking in the past tense. He was saying, this is the way I was. This is the way I felt even though I found out I was wrong. In 2 Timothy chapter one in verse three, in the present tense, he said, I serve God, present tense. I serve God with a pure conscience. He had come to understand that feelings alone are not reliable. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse nine, Paul said, for I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. In other words, I am an apostle by the grace of God and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Oh, how Paul had changed. He used to be a persecutor of the church and now he defended the church. He taught Christianity, he led people to Christ. He had come to understand that feelings alone are not reliable. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, beginning with verse 12, notice what we read as he writes this first letter as recorded in scripture to Timothy. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Oh, that's how he used to be, an enemy of the church, a disbeliever in Jesus Christ, We could say an enemy of the Lord. That's the way he used to be. But he's changed. He came to understand that his feelings alone were not reliable. Verse 14 goes on and says, And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Oh my, he could remember what he had done. I can imagine that remembering what he had done based upon his feelings, divorced from the full facts and truth of the gospel of Christ, I can believe that remembering those things that he had done in persecuting the church, in hunting down Christians, taking them captive, putting them on trial for their faith, trying to make them blaspheme, and ultimately voting for their execution, I can imagine it brought him tremendous grief in his memories after he had become a Christian. And so even here as he writes this to Timothy as an inspired apostle, he says, Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners and I'm the chief of sinners. But he'd been forgiven. He'd been forgiven and given a new opportunity to start over by the grace of God. God has given all of us that opportunity. As long as you are alive, my friend, you have the opportunity to change your life. You might have felt good about a whole lot of things that you were doing that now you've come to recognize as having been wrong, unrighteous, ungodly have been contradictory to God's word and his will for your life. God, by his grace, has given us his word to guide us in his will. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, in verse 15, the Apostle Paul wrote Timothy in the second letter to Timothy. The King James Version says, study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of truth. God gave us his word to guide us in truth. Truth trumps feelings. Truth is factual and can be relied upon. As we've seen Repeatedly and in abundance in this particular study, feelings can lead us astray if they are devoid of or divorced from the truth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6, now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written. Written in God's word, in other words. In other words, the scriptures. That none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. We have feelings, but we need to make sure that our feelings conform to God's will communicated to us In his word. Our feelings are not authoritative. God's word is authoritative. If we will live by God's word faithfully, you know what? The right feelings will become automatic within us. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, We read, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. The scriptures are God's word. They are the truth. And the night of his betrayal, Jesus prayed to the father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. We can turn to God's word and we can learn the truth of God's will for our lives. How we should live before him. What we should do to come to him for forgiveness and salvation. How we should walk with him in faithfulness once we become a Christian. All of that is revealed to us clearly in God's word. That is the truth. So many people are living their lives based upon their feelings, what their desires are, what they want to do, what makes them feel good. And they end up getting in all kinds of trouble, falling in all kinds of traps, suffering all kinds of difficulties because their feelings were not The truth. We need to turn to God's Word. In John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, the Apostle John wrote concerning Jesus Truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. God gave us his word to guide us in his will. And John says, these things have been written that you may believe. Later, John would write in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13, I have written these things to those who believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. I've written these things to assure you that you are saved in Christ and that you have not believed in vain, but that you can continue to believe with confidence in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Word of God is truth, and we can hang our hats on it. We can have confidence in it. Our feelings, they're vulnerable. If they're based upon God's Word accurately, then they can lead us in the right direction. But if it's just our feelings, if it's just what we think, if it's just what somebody tells us and they're not based upon the teachings of God's word, our feelings are unreliable and they'll lead us astray. When we follow God's word, we can know that we're right with God and we won't have to rely on feelings Alone. What is your life based upon? Fact? The facts of God's word? Or feelings? In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us and receive a Bible study that can help you learn the facts and guide you accurately in God's will. Don't hesitate. Don't put it off. Contact us and ask for that free Bible study. It is free. We'll take care of the postage. Just contact us and ask for it. It can change your life. Please contact us right away.